<laughs> hey everybody, how you all doing? This is Tom, the head. Hope you all keep it well. I hope you all are uh, all doing okay. Uh, this is the sixth uh, episode of Heads on Six Chats. And uh, it's my honour to be chatting to uh, Bristol's new haunts. Uh, her real name, uh, Alice Shryden. Um She's been uh, she's been creating some sort of ex sort of like expert kind of you know bits of goth, bits of dark wave, post punk, a lot of synth pop sort of stuff, a lot of different stuff going on in the uh, in the cauldron that she's uh, that she's stirring. But uh, yeah, I've always I've always been I've been a fan of her for a couple of years now, and uh, we've, we've crossed paths at occasional gigs in Bristol. In fact, now that I think about it, yeah, this is the first. Uh, this will be the first person I'm speaking to, uh, first Bristol artist to appear on the uh, the podcast. So that, that's that's really good. And uh, yeah, we we crossed paths and said hello occasionally, but this is the first time I've had a proper chat with her, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, so she uh, and she's one of many artists in the kind of there's a real Bristol's having a real a real moment uh, of late. You know, sort of the last sort of two or three years. I mean, Bristol's the, the music community in Bristol is. Uh, thriving and vital and there's loads of great um, artists which I hope to chat to um, soon enough but uh, yeah but Alice uh, New Haunts is the is the the one so we're gonna so look forward to chatting to her and uh, you know getting a bit getting an idea of who she is and also uh, she is uh, a she's got a new project uh, called Strange Futures with her partner and collaborator Alistair Power I believe that's his name whoops but um and there, he's responsible. He's, a, I think, he's responsible for starting that no, no alternative uh, um, club night that happens. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, guys. I hope you are too. And uh, new haunts, heads or sticks, chat number six. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, Alice Schweiden or New Haunts, uh, how are you doing today? Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Glad that we managed to get some time to talk in the end because I know that uh, we had a bit of a <laughs> kept missing each other. So yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, I think I think everything's uh, everything's hectic for everybody at the moment. You know. Yeah, exactly. I think we're not really used to. Um, making plans at all so now because I've had like a year and a half of no plans and then suddenly you've got to make plans you're like oh shit I'm really bad at it <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know if everyone's finding that probably <laughs> yeah I guess yeah I guess I definitely I definitely got used to a certain sort of placid way of life for a while uh yes and now we actually got to do shit it's really annoying yeah it was kind of placid but bleak but also kind of comfortingly 
calm, wasn't it? It was a very weird mixture of things. So Comfort- yeah, now comfortably bleak. <laughs> Reassur- yeah, like- yeah, reassuringly grim. It's like you, you can't see anyone, but you know, uh, in a way that's kind of comforting. You don't have to make any plans. You know what you're doing. Nothing, but yeah. <laughs> but but also obviously, I did. Miss- a lot of things so yeah <laughs> Look, sometimes I, I quite like to sort of sit in my own little pit of despair you know yeah well exactly. <laughs> have a good wallow <laughs> absolutely yeah all right um so for, right off the bat you're a difficult artist mm-hmm. to research about Alice because uh every time I put new haunts <laughs> every time I put new haunts Bristol in uh all that comes up is the mm-hmm. land dog a trowel because it's, really? supposed- it's supposedly a haunted oh, pub right yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's um. I have to like work out a new cool spelling for it that is a bit more Google friendly. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but um, I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was an interesting kind of thing because um, because there is there is in, in your work there is a kind of there is a theme of like spectral residue, isn't there? An old, the old, the mm. old spectral world and. I know, I know you don't, I mean, I'm guessing you don't mean that in a literal sense, but, you know, the kind of memories, past, you know. Yeah. But I was going to ask you, do you believe in ghosts, Alice? It is Halloween, by the way. Uh, up, well, up. it's not, it's not. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> I guess it's Halloween season, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I actually don't believe in ghosts. No, I'm very um, much a kind of, I'm quite um, unspiritual, I'd say. I'm quite... Um, yeah, quite. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I kind of, uh, yeah. I don't know for someone. I suppose for someone who writes quite uh, um, music, that's yeah. I don't know. I like that. I like that kind of. Um, mm, oh, I don't know how to say it, but kind of like a. Uh, I like evoking certain. I suppose, yeah, evoking certain um, emotions and atmospheres, and I, I love that. Um, but yeah, I am quite a kind of, uh, mm, yeah, not not particularly spiritual. I would say. Yeah. So that... yeah, no, I don't believe in ghosts. Is the shorter answer to that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm the same. I'm completely the same. But I, I am interested in uh, humanity's need to sort mm. of make sense of things we that. You know, the, the the universal things, death, you know, yeah, trauma, absolutely, and, yeah. And, and and also our relationship with our heritage and precedents, and so it is interesting. I think it's um, yeah, because I'm the same. I'm I'm totally I'm a I'm a rational guy, I guess. But uh, um, but humans, you know, the way the way that the way we ghosts, the concept of ghosts come from somewhere, some deep human impulse, you know. And I think that's yeah, interesting. Absolutely, that's interesting. Mm. When did music enter your life, do you think? Oh, um, well, I suppose uh, consciously, um, when did music enter my life? Uh, I, I was actually quite weird as a child in that I didn't like music at all. <laughs> well, it's not that I didn't like music. I think I felt kind of aw- awkward listening to music, like it was kind of trying to impose some kind of emotion on me and I didn't, I didn't, really, I didn't really like that. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> no emotions, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I remember being kind of quite a weird kid at school in the sense that everyone else was listening to like 
I don't know, the Spice Girls when I was little. Oh, <laughs> and then later on. Yeah, yeah. That, those, that, that well-known artist of subtlety and ambiguity, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. and uh, I, I think until I was about... Uh, until I was about 12 or 13, I was like... It was, it was quite weird, yeah. I just was like, no, don't really listen to anything. Um, I did play a bit of guitar when I was younger, but I didn't really listen to music. So, yeah, I would suppose about 12 or 13, I suppose, 11, 12, 13, something like that. And then I, I started actually... Uh, intentionally listening to music. Oh, it's quite good, actually. <laughs> no, music's all right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've only been bagging on about it for yeah. the last sort of 70 years of popular music or whatever, yeah. Um, What's all the fuss about? <laughs> yeah, I, I get it now. Penny's it dropped. Out. The penny's dropped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's interesting. So that you, were, you were playing instruments, but not that engaged, not actively listening to music. That's a very, I, yeah. I don't think I've heard that before. And also the weird thing is, is if you'd asked me what I wanted to do when I was a kid, I'd have said, be a musician. What is that? What, what? <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, I want to make music. Oh, it's the only thing I've kind of always wanted to do is make music. Um, I remember thinking that when I was about three, which is mm. just weird. Um, and then not really listening to it at all. So I think I listened to a bit of the Beatles when I was about, you know, from from age six until I was until I, mm-hmm. I was about probably about ten. Yeah, so that that was about it. Yeah, I listened to it in the car with my dad, but that would be about it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, you, 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 you meet adults, and, and I'm guilty of this. You meet adults who say they want to write, but they don't really read much. You know. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, I you, meet, you meet yeah. people that just kind of. I don't know, but the difference is, is you know, is, is, is when you're a kid, you, I think you're allowed not to have some discipline about it. You know, you're just being a kid. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry. Um, uh, okay, so 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 then so then what what do you think? When did the when did the interest in music and your more, uh, I guess, your greater resolve to be an artist? When did those? When did that moment meet and happen for you? Do you think? Um. Well. Hmm, that's an interesting question. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, I suppose. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I remember going from being like, "Don't really like music," to "Music is the best thing ever." Um, and uh, I guess, I guess probably when I was about, I think when I was about, oh right, yeah. So when I was about fourteen, I started writing probably very embarrassing songs on my acoustic guitar in my bedroom, like you do. Uh, <laughs> and I, I remember, yeah, just uh, writing lots of lyrics and making them into songs, probably, I mean, fair, fair enough, because I was 14, probably not very good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I remember uh, kind of prob- probably around then, yeah, and I had all these big bags of lyrics in my in my cupboard in my room. Right. I'd kind of stash away. And uh, I remember thinking, though, like, no, I was very, very awkward. So, like, I'd be like, no, I'd never do any, like, singing. Like, I'd never sing to music, um, ever. <laughs> and, and I'd think, oh, like... Like I'd sit, I'd sing on my own, but I didn't ever want anyone to hear me ever. Like I'd think, just oh, that would have been my nightmare. And <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I think I think though, once I was like, I've got to like play one of my songs to someone and see what they think. And I remember getting like my best friend at the time. I was like, just sit on the other side of the room and don't like, <laughs> don't don't look at me and. Don't, 
and and don't say anything but I'm gonna play you my song and I did and I just remember it being really really awkward because I've engineered this really awkward situation where I was like, I was like don't look at me and don't, don't comment uh, and that's probably I thought oh yeah no yeah so but the, I remember thinking then like yeah I wanted it because I thought I want to perform my songs like mm-hmm. I'm writing songs I want to perform them but I, I just can bear the idea of anyone actually hearing them or me performing them but also at the same time I wanted to so yeah I, th- I think probably then uh, that particularly awkward stage of life <laughs> yeah can you um can you identify that within you as you perform because for some people they don't you know whatever kind of awkwardness or or or, or reluctance they have as an artist or a performer a lot of people don't necessarily conquer it they just they just manage it you know can you can you still identify that in you when you go on stage now what the the fear yeah I guess so yeah yeah massively yeah (laughs) yes very much um I think uh it was definitely something I really struggled with because with New Haunts when I started New Haunts um I was like I was basically like I'm not gonna do gigs I'm just gonna I've done uh, a few gigs previously with uh, a band I was in and and I, I didn't cope very well with being on stage so I <laughs> I, uh, I thought um I thought I'm just going to do electronic music on my own and at home and I'm just going to re- you know release it on the internet and no one will you know nothing nothing will happen with it but, but I want to do that because I really enjoyed it and uh, I thought I won't really be able to do gigs because I have such sta- bad stage fright at the time and I yeah it was a bit of a journey trying to get over that to be honest <laughs> and I wouldn't say I, I very much doubt it will ever fully go away um yeah so yes yeah, yeah. very much I can identify it <laughs> a bit too much <laughs> what were the um yeah what were the bands you're in uh, well, I was just in a, I was in a few kind of awkward bands uh, in my teenage year. Well, mm-hmm. I say bands, but it was more like we met up three times and had a jam, and then turned oh, out right. it didn't really work. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was doing that, and then I was in, I was briefly in a goth band uh, when I was uh, doing kind of post punky goth stuff when I was um, just before New Haunts actually. Um, mm-hmm. Band called Ghost Story. We just did three gigs, and um, we, I, we didn't properly release anything. Right. Uh, yeah. So that was all my experience of gigging before I uh, before I did New Haunts. That's interesting. Yeah, ghost story. I I, I was going to ask. Yeah, is there a band camp or anything? But no. Uh, yeah, no. you might be able to find something on YouTube, but uh, I'm not sure if I'm all right. honest. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll scour later. Yeah. <laughs> Bristol has shaped your your musical identity. Do you, do you, is there is there does Bristol have a presence in your in your music? Would you would you say or not? Mm, yes, yeah, yeah, very much. I think mm. like I've never really thought about it, but I guess so. When I like lyrically, I guess I do probably a lot of lyric writing while I'm stomping around Bristol. Mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think I think walking around on my own, which is probably why I'm, you know, yeah. I keep thinking I quite struggle with lyric writing these days, probably because I haven't really been out. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and and uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, it definitely used to kind of flow a bit more easily. Um, and I think probably because I did a lot more kind of trudging around um, in Bristol. And uh, yeah, definitely, um, definitely. I think it's probably quite explicit 
uh in fact there's there's like a there's even one of the street names in, in one of my songs um don't tell me don't tell me i'm not i'm not Crow gonna tell Crow you Lane. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah right is, uh, yeah yeah well, that's that's really funny because I, I was going to ask you actually. Um, genuinely, one of my questions written here: uh, mm-hmm. what do, what does Crow Lane mean to you? And and also for those that don't know Bristol, tell us where Crow Lane is. Um, it's in the city centre. Um, it's actually very close to where I live now. Um, and it's uh, yeah, by Queen Square actually. Um, okay, yeah. Probably, I think it's near the Apple. Like, if people know where the Apple is, it's near there. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, it's actually quite. You probably won't notice it really. Do you know it? Have you? Are you familiar with it at all? You've probably been past it, but you probably wouldn't notice it if you, unless you were looking for it. I only know Crow Lane because you mentioned it in Ingrained, that your song Ingrained, and uh, I. Um, so I just yeah, I just Crow Lane is just that's that's how I know Crow Lane. But I can't. I mean, I'm I'm sure I've been through it a million times. I just don't just didn't notice that lane, mm. you know. But um, yeah. But yeah, so tell me, tell me Crow Lane. What, what, why is that significant to you? Um, I think so. So when I was, I think when I was writing that song, um, I suppose it was about uh, a time in my past that I kind of would like to have sh- shaken off a bit more. Um, right. <laughs> and how you know you you walk around certain places and they remind you of certain things um, and things that have happened and. Uh, I suppose that's in the, the title of the song that you know I suppose experiences and stuff can kind of become ingrained in certain locations and and um you know you can be walking around somewhere just going about your day and reminded of something or, or, or whatever and I suppose uh that's what the song is about and I think I yeah I guess I was kind of walking along there once and I, I just remember there's certain a number of coincidences happened that I was like what the fuck like like it was a real uh yeah a certain number of things happened that just particularly reminded me of a time in my life um that, that wasn't very happy mm. <laughs> and uh, I guess um and and that that all happened while I was walking along that road and um yeah so that that's kind of how, um, where that came from yeah okay Alice I'm really sorry about this my my housemate has just locked himself out <laughs> Okay, just 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 <laughs> hold okay. just hold real tight. I I I'll, I'll be thirty seconds. I'm sorry about this. One moment. I was on my father's grave. <laughs> I'm back. Hello. Yeah. Sorry about that. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. What's he like? Um, okay. Cool. Yeah. So, are, are you um are you Bristol born and bred? Yeah. Yeah. I was born in St Michael's in Bristol. And and then uh, I grew up in kind of North Somerset area. I didn't actually live in Bristol until I was eighteen. Whereabouts in Somerset? Mm, Western Supermare, and then Yatton, and then Nailsey. <laughs> <laughs> great! I um, I crept slowly towards Bristol. <laughs> yeah, that was the right decision. I I I, uh, I was originally I originally lived in um, southeast like London Bexley area, but then I moved to um, mm. I moved to, I moved to Somerset when I was uh, for secondary school. Which I wouldn't recommend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting, you know, it's certainly an interesting place in some respects. But um uh Western Supermare, did you, was there much of a um was there much of a scene? 
Well, I mean, I lived there till I was seven, so oh, okay, right. yeah. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't have been too aware. But <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha, right. Um, so yeah, when I was a kid, I, I moved Western and then Yatton until I was twelve. No way, Yatton until I was twelve, and then I went to Nailsy, and I thought, oh wow, big town after uh, after Yatton <laughs> uh, when I was about twelve, and then I spent my teenage years in in Nailsy, So yeah, and then I escaped. Nice one, yeah. <laughs> well, Western Super Bears got the uh, got the Grand Pier Ghost Train. That might be some furtive, oh, furtive inspiration. You know I actually, <laughs> I do love the Grand Pier. I as a kid, yeah, and yeah. Um, when it all burnt down, it was like it was like everyone from Western was like in tears. We were like, oh god, this is like the <laughs> the uh, the cultural hub of <laughs> Western Superman, and everyone from Bristol was going, "Ha, your pier's burnt down." I remember thinking, oh, I don't know. <laughs> People were laughing. Yeah, it was quite amazing. Yeah, yeah, I met loads of people who were like, you know, gutted. I used to go there with, <laughs> with my family when I was like four, you know. <laughs> so yeah, it's got quite. Um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the ghost train. Oh, it's great. Ghost train's great. Yeah, I, I yeah. actually, um, me, me and my girlfriend went to because because we're we're both moving to London soon, and and uh, I, I said to her like. Look, Lil, you know, her name's Lily. I was like, Lily, you know, have you ever been to Western Supermare? And she's like, no. I was like, well, you know, well, we might as well do it now, <laughs> you know, because otherwise we just never will, you know. So, so we, yeah, so uh, we went on the, um, we did go on the ghost train and everything else, but she did get scared actually. She did jump several times. She's 31. <laughs> well, I, I think I'd do the same, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I, I know it's still the first time I went on it. Still haunted by that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right. I'm, I'm talking far too much about Western Superman Ghost Train. Right. Um, I'm happy with that. <laughs> uh, so I, 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 um, I saw you live. Uh, and mm. I remember seeing you in Start the Bus and you were supporting oh. somebody. I can't remember mm. who you were supporting, but I couldn't stick around for them. But uh, I remember watching you and I, I thought it was great. But I remember in particular what seemed to be an interesting dynamic in your in your live set is uh your drumming mm. yeah R- reminded me a bit of the um those uh those drums you see when Tepesh Mode were using on uh the, the 101 film you know that, that that's oh. they, those kind of giant pads they've got where they sort of whack them quite quite um <laughs> almost quite theatrically you know I, I love them though but um I just yeah what's uh what, what's your setup like you know when you uh um when you're playing live and uh and how, how satisfying are those uh are those electronic drums wow um yeah yeah no i remember that gig actually it was whispering sons and they were very good ah, <laughs> all right yeah um yeah i missed start the bus actually <laughs> um yeah uh the live setup um well it's something that kind of grew over time really because when I, like I said, I never intended to play live really with, with New Horns. It was kind of like, oh, maybe one day, but probably not. Uh, <laughs> I never really, yeah, I never really meant to, to be honest. Um, and so when I did my first gig, um, it was just, it was just singing in a backing track. I was just leaping around frantically with terrible stage fright and a, and a backing track. <laughs> and, uh, and so that, and then I thought I, I want to do a little bit, you know, more live. Um, 
and so yeah I kind of brought it I think the drums came first um I think by my third gig or so I had the drums and uh <clears throat> yeah I think it came from it just felt like there should be there should be some I don't know some kind of aggression in my <laughs> in my live set a little bit um and and it yeah it's very satisfying to give something a good thump while you're on stage um <laughs> you know and and yeah I think yeah uh it, it would feel quite quite weird not to have that now I think um and I really like to go for quite crunchy sounds on the drums when I'm live um because it just makes it that much more uh, <laughs> I suppose yeah satisfying to, to play live um and then and then I yeah I, I've just uh, got a new synth actually um kind of updated version of my old one and uh yeah I basically uh, yeah I, I try to play as much as I can live but you know I think anyone anyone making electronic music well a lot of the time I think it's quite it's, unless you're doing kind of um analog synth stuff which which I don't do um it's very impressive but I, I no <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing I'm that uh, that good at, at that kind of thing um uh yeah so yeah so it's a, a bit of a bit of playing synths a bit of playing uh the drum pad and I've also just added an actual uh, separate sample pad in as well um so I've kind of got vocal samples and things like that on on one pad and I've got sort of crunchy drum sounds on another pad and then I've got the synth um and then obviously I sing um as yeah so yeah um, that's the live setup <laughs> it, it works <laughs> um oh, yeah <laughs> speaking of um speaking of analog uh purism, hmm. purists uh Xeno hmm. they've got the new album out today I think I think it's today. Okay, I haven't heard it yet. Yeah, video. Oh, hmm. It's not. It's not pronounced video. They got a little. They got a little um, slash in between the I and the D. For, so I don't know how you pronounce it, but uh, okay. but there you go. But just a little, just a little memory. We saw Zeno locally, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I really like them, and also Marshall Cantrell, um, really good. Um, uh, the God, I can't remember his name, but but Sean one half of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah uh yeah really i really admire people who can do that but uh yeah it's very i think it's it's funny because it's a very similar sort of i suppose it's all sort of under the same subgenre umbrella isn't it but it's uh it's i think uh technically it's very different to what i do um yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah yeah they were great really yeah. good yeah um yeah no i don't know they hadn't come out check that, that was, out yeah yeah and that album and that um and that gig which was at Crofters, Crofters Rights, wasn't it? That was that's, what, yes. that's one of my most favourite Bristol gigs. I, I thought they were brilliant. And Void Vision was amazing as well. Yeah, that was really yeah. good. Yeah, dude, you get the best girls ever, dude. Just like pull in, you just get spit right out of them. You just drop in, just snap it, pull back, drop down, snap. I noticed in your second album, Fight Flight, there was more of a synth pop direction, wasn't there? Uh, mm -hmm. There was more of an obvious electronic sheen to to that album than the well, well, to my mind anyway than there was to Worlds Left Behind. Uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't Worlds Left Behind. Uh, what was the album, debut album? Worlds Left Behind. Yeah, that's the first oh, one, and then yeah, yeah, and Fight Flight's the second album, isn't it? Yeah. So um, I was just asking you know, what, what you know what influenced that? Do you think to kind of go in a more in a more obviously electronic direction? 
Um, I think, quite honestly, uh, I think it probably depends what I was listening to at the time, in a way. Um, I think, so when I wrote World's Left Behind, that was very much, uh, I, d- I didn't have a clue what I was doing, if I'm completely honest, which kind of, I think, in a, in a way, gave it a certain sound, which is why... So, so I'd never written electronic music before in my life um, mm-hmm. and I, all, all the music I'd ever written was on acoustic guitar which wasn't particularly good music um, in my opinion um, and uh, and then I, I, I sort of wrote the lyrics and melody and stuff in the band I was in uh, some of the lyrics I kind of shared that um, and uh, and that was all my so I'd never written I'd never used a synthesizer before in my life and then I just kind of was messing around with a synthesizer and that and then I, that kind of uh, that's what kind of turned into Worlds Left Behind so it's very in a way I suppose very kind of organic in that sense that I was just like oh <laughs> this will do like uh, well, like what does this do you know like kind of um, mm. just uh thinking well I like that sound I'm gonna I'm gonna do that and uh and I did I remember having someone said to me or oh, you never you know people would kind of say well you never do this with your with your music and then sometimes it would be in a critical way and sometimes it would be in a non-critical way <laughs> and I think oh I didn't I didn't know you were meant to do that with electronic music so I guess uh probably I I, I probably listen to other electronic music a bit Mm, well I, I already listened to electronic music but I probably kind of thought about it a bit more as opposed uh, as sort of what was I doing and I don't know yeah there was definitely more of a I think I wanted to make a, a couple of tracks you could actually dance to and I wanted to make something angrier as well I think yeah a bit more uh, I suppose a bit more aggressive sounding I guess that was kind of uh, <laughs> probably where I was at the time um, <laughs> so I think uh, yeah um, probably a mixture of actually kind of maybe f- figuring out that thing of, of I suppose uh you know you learn kind of what works and what doesn't but then in a way it's kind of nice when you don't really know because you get this kind of more organic kind of uh unpredictable uh kind of sound whereas I would say if I kind of discover something that works, you kind of think, oh, that works. (laughs) And then sometimes it can be difficult to kind of, I suppose, uh, go back to where you were before, where you were thinking, you know, just just kind of going with whatever. Um, So I think probably influenced it in a way, but also I definitely did it on purpose uh, in a sense, because I, yeah, I wanted something a bit more danceable and a bit more, I I realised, because it's something I didn't notice about the first album when I was writing it. I was like, oh, just fine. Just writing the album. And then afterwards, I thought all the songs are slow on that that album, which I didn't, I didn't think about it at the time. I wasn't like, I'm going to write a slow album. It just uh, just didn't really occur to me, to be honest. (laughs) Um, And then... I thought, I, no, I want to write some that, you know, are a little bit, I, I want a bit of a mixture in there. So that was also probably a factor in the sense that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the same time, I was a lot more like, I want there to be a, a few tracks you can dance to, as mm. well as the mopey tracks. So The, the mopey tracks. <laughs> yeah, you've got, <laughs> yeah. to have, you've got to have some percentage of mope in your, in your, in your sound. <laughs> I feel like I love writing mopey tracks, but um, I suppose when it comes, it depends. I mean, there's definitely something uh, exciting about playing more kind of um, dancey tracks live, and I guess also the yeah, uh, there's yeah, there's so so there's kind of a 
pros and cons. I like I like I like performing the kind of mournful slow stuff, but I also really enjoy being able to move around a bit more while I'm mm. while I'm playing stuff live and, and yeah. Um I, I it's interesting you talk about the kind of more aggressive, maybe slightly abrasive mm. feature that creeped into the second album. Because I actually thought that it to me it felt like that took over on the third album a little bit more. I, I, I found yeah. that to, I found that to be a much a more disquieting confrontational album on uh, on still dark sky and uh again and, and you know it's easy isn't it to make the kind of to make maybe the slightly boring suggestions of oh was it covid but i mean you know like <laughs> but but, but, but yeah. you know i, I won but what what else was going on perhaps you know uh to kind of to kind of fuel uh, a slightly more confrontational uh approach um Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a weird one because <laughs> so I wouldn't say it was COVID, it wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was COVID that really influenced the sound so much. Um, I think, I think, I, so basically I would say I find it a lot more um, kind of comes more naturally to write mopey slow songs. That's what I find easier to write. Mm. Um, um, and, and it kind of, yeah, it, it kind of, uh, it's, I find, uh, yeah, I, I <laughs> if, if I wanted to write another very slow album, I could probably do it quite easily in a way. So I think in a way I wanted to challenge myself because I know that I find it quite difficult to write more kind of upbeat, um, sort of danceable songs. Um, so there was that, that I kind of wanted to, to kind of push myself a bit, um, and then also the fact that I I love like uh, I love clubbing I love dancing um, that's really important to me so that it's always been a kind of a weird one because I, I find writing slow songs very easy and not not very easy but comparatively easy um, and uh, but then as far as what I listen to I do listen to plenty of slow music um, and kind of less danceable friendly stuff but at the same time that has a particular I suppose um, there is a, a particular um I suppose affiliation that I have to stuff that I can dance to and and that I love the meaning that takes on when you know there's a a really good tune in a club and you're with your friends and you're all dancing or you're on your own or whatever the situation is but you just have a really good dance and then uh you know it's just sometimes it's just uh, such a brilliant feeling and and I thought oh if I don't ever write songs that you can dance to I'm that's never going to happen with my music and <laughs> like it will always be something that people listen to uh you know in a more kind of in, in other environments and I, so I kind of made a bit more of a conscious decision because yeah because it's somewhere something that I feel quite uh yeah um affiliated with that I think right I, I wanted to do some more kind of club friendly tracks um but at the same time and that, I suppose that kind of makes it a bit more kind of um uh yeah, uh, it's yeah. So, so there was that as far as kind of being a bit more upbeat goes, and then um, yeah, I suppose I just I don't know. I think I, I was probably listening to a bit more kind of aggressive music as well when I when I wrote um, when I wrote Still Dark Sky. Um, but it was definitely, and also I just wanted to do something different to what I'd done previously because I'm aware, you know, uh, I would see Worlds Left Behind very slow but quite. Um, whenever I've kind of heard it since it comes out okay since it came out I think oh bloody hell it's really like 
<laughs> I, would, <laughs> I think I wasn't having a good time then, was I? Like, <laughs> it's not, it's not my, I find it quite, um, mm, quite uh, a, a tricky listen, I suppose, in that sense, like emotionally, whereas, um, and then I think fight, flight, that was, uh, I think I've actually been happier since, since was left behind came out I've actually in myself uh been a much happier person um not necessarily because of that but you know um since around that time and I think maybe I felt less of an inclination to write very mopey songs (laughs) in that sense so more kind of uh I suppose maybe a bit more uh anger and 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 other um, I don't know uh because I'm not particularly a very angry not any more than I was angry person <laughs> but yeah I, I guess uh, it kind of I did yeah yeah that's a very long rambly answer but that, yeah something like that <laughs> <laughs> I guess you know there there is like uh the the chart you know there is the potential for sort of like that kind of holy grail balance between introspective mm. uh, um, kind of what's the word yeah I guess introspection and, and and a kind of you know I'm thinking about things like Blue Monday you know where where you've got this like yeah. absolute oh, yeah. sort of harmony between um almost you know it, it does sound like Ian Curtis wrote it you know what I mean it does sort of sound like a kind of Joy Division song but 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 you know you, you can stick it you can stick it on a Friday night when people are pilled up and it's you know people are having a great but time hey. yeah. yeah absolutely <laughs> I think it's a it's a real yeah, achievement absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I think to be honest, I agree that is a bit of a holy grail, isn't it? Something where people can dance to it and and uh, and yeah, but it's also and it's got that real kind of like oh, it's this song, you know, um but at the same time really makes you feel something. So yeah, I agree with you there. I think that that is definitely an achievement. Yeah. <laughs> Any time I'm in a club and I hear it, the, the line that always sticks out to me is um I, I think it's um when your heart grows cold, and the, and the way the way that that the way that line is sung, there's a real labour on the cold line, and and every time I hear it, I always have a quick like half second moment where I'm like, man, we're all dancing to this. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really it's interesting. Quite, yeah, yeah, it is strange. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think I find that quite often in kind of. Uh... I suppose, yeah, clubs that play things like it's kind of post-punk goth and in <laughs> a dark wave. I think, yeah, you, hey, everyone's dancing around. <laughs> but, but in a way, it's, yeah, it's, um, but yeah, I, I, lo- I love that um, kind of juxtaposition, I guess. And I suppose that's partly what's so kind of cathartic about it, isn't it? Is that you're kind of uh, having, a, having a good time in a sense, but also mm. listening to these quite, um, yeah, introspective and sometimes quite... Um, yeah, uh, lyrics that are quite kind of harrowing in a way. <laughs> dark, the whole dark wave thing that kind of, and I, I know it's a, it's a very broad scope of genres, you know, and yeah. subgenres, and you know, you've got your post punk and your goth and your, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, your industrial and things, but in a broad sense, that kind of dark wave thing that never seems to go away. It's not something that seems to come in and out of trends. It might be. It might have peaks of popularity more than others, but there's always there's always there's always a collective of artists who who are inspired by that by that sound and movement, and always there's always there was there's always a cluster of artists basically involved in that in that dark wave thing, where whatever time it is, whatever period it is. And I'm wondering, what do you think about it 
what do you, what do you think it why do you think it's so universal why do you think it never goes away not that it should go away <laughs> i just you know yeah, <laughs> why it, would it go yeah, away time's up about enough <laughs> Um, I mean, it's tricky because I've heard so many different definitions of what people think of as dark wave. And, uh, and you're right, it is quite a, it's quite helpful in a way because it's so broad, but in a way it's quite difficult to kind of pin down because it is so broad. Um, what do I, why do I think? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I always think there's this kind of, um, around that kind of darkness in, in certain kinds of music that I think even when, there are times when it hasn't been particularly kind of cool and the in thing to be listening to. So like, I suppose about when did this, this latest kind of major wave of, I suppose about, it was about 10 years ago. I think around 10 years ago, I might be wrong. Um, uh, I think before that, I remember thinking, you know, I like this music, but I don't really know. When, when I was sort of late teens, I didn't know anyone who really liked kind of dark music I suppose I, I used to kind of hang around with kind of a more punk crowd I suppose um and uh I didn't really know people <laughs> people kind of think of as a bit weird for really liking Sisters of Mercy and <laughs> uh-huh. I'm thinking oh, oh I wish other people like this <laughs> I wish I knew someone who liked this kind of music and, and uh and then I kind of I definitely met people after a while but it took a while and and there was that feeling of it it's not very cool but (laughs) but I think there's still always a certain it's like yeah timelessness to it that I think no matter how main how much the mainstream might not see as cool at certain times I think at the moment it's pretty cool so you know apparently um (laughs) but but even when it isn't I think there is a certain I don't know sort of pull to it towards it um mm. you know in the same in the same way that i think like um in a completely different way but but kind of similar in that the mainstream still gets quite i mean people love halloween don't they and they're, they're like oh halloween is amazing and you're like oh okay um <laughs> you know you get to wear loads of black and, and you think oh you, you know you can do this whenever you like i mean and I, I have no you know that's fine but uh i think there is a certain amount of fascination with kind of i suppose kind of um darker themes and things like that and uh dark music and that maybe uh yeah it kind of doesn't it is sort of stays even when it's not particularly the in thing at the time so i i guess my answer is i don't know <laughs> but i agree it's quite okay. um it's enduring isn't it <laughs> yeah i think um i think when you mentioned sisters of mercy i think that's a really interesting example because they are kind of i think sisters of mercy are like maybe the exemplary the exemplary goth band aren't they of a certain period of a certain sort of late 80s but at the same time i and i say this with i say this with like um not not as a criticism but i've always found them mm. to have a ever so slight tongue in cheekness to them oh yeah definitely there's, yes. there's a, there's a yeah. wink in, there's a wink in the eye there's a kind of a yeah. you know i think i think that's what that's because i think if you look at some of those videos and you look at andrew eldridge's persona there is a lot there to you could think are oh, you preening you know so twang, yeah. you know back but, but actually i <laughs> but the, the songs are great the productions are great the i mean floodland i think it's like floodlands is a, a knockout album you know and mm. uh but it but yeah the whole goth dark wave thing it's like well you know you can also kind of be a bit you, you can get away with having a sense of humor about it as well 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I think, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, in a way, you can you can simultaneously take it quite seriously and it be quite an important part of your life, but at the same time, there's no requirement to. And in fact, I think, yeah, <laughs> I think you almost have to have a little bit of a. You can't, yeah, take it a little bit, yeah, not too seriously. I guess. <laughs> did you see? Um, did you see Sister Mercy? Because they played Bristol, didn't they? They played Bristol a couple of times yes. since in, in recent years. Did you see them? I, I missed it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them a few times. Um, Bristol last time, that, yes, it was just before the pandemic, and they're ah. one of those bands that um, I think everyone <laughs> everyone goes, "Oh, we're not going to go and see them next time because they're not very good live." <laughs> and then we we all still go and see them the next time. <laughs> oh, I see. And last time, last time they were a lot more on form, I would say. Um, and they're one they're one of those bands that you know, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, I had a gr- I had a great time going to see them. Um, and I yeah, um, <laughs> I actually <laughs> I had a, I had a bit of an awkward experience at that um, at that gig um, because because I was at Sister Mercy gig and I was like, oh, I'm here to see Sister Mercy. You know, they they've been one of my favorite bands since I was you know yeah. 14 or something. And uh, I've seen them a few times. So I, <laughs> so I was kind of squeezing through the crowd and I was, you know, and, uh, and this guy came up to me and just went, I know you. And I was like, oh, God, I just remember thinking, fucking hell, like, <laughs> who's this guy? Like, like they, I thought this is one of those kind of things that people say to you. Just sort of, I don't know. I was like, oh. I, I kind of have a bit of a. I'm trying. I'm trying not to be quite so like this, but I have a bit of a. I think I'm. I'm quite. Um. I, have my, I think when I'm in, in a crowd and I don't know a lot of people, I have my guard up quite a yeah, lot. Yeah. So I. I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I thought, who is this guy? I've never seen him in my life. Like. Um, and uh, and he just went, yeah, no, I, I listened to your music. And I thought, oh fuck. I was like, I'm so so sorry. I was like, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought I just thought he was some kind of I don't know just just kind of um I thought yeah I just remember thinking oh god like oh, there's just someone who's making some kind of comment at me like they know me and they don't know me and uh and I just did I just never for, for a second expected that he would listen to my music I just thought he was just kind of making it I thought he was kind of making a drug drunken comment <laughs> And so I was really like rude to him, and I thought, oh God, I've got to stop this. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, like this never really happens, by the way. But thanks. And uh, uh, yeah, it was just because I was very much in not new haunts mode. I was very much mm. like, I'm I'm at a gig to see a band. Uh, so yeah, and I just anyway, um, if he's listening to this, sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure so, I'm sure he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> never never meet your heroes. Never meet your heroes. <laughs> want to be like that kind of person that's like oh fuck off like <laughs> I just I felt so bad <laughs> I, I think I think you know being being sort of targeted in a, in a in a in a especially when you're in a especially when you're engrossed in a band that you love and you know I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he walked away with some perspective and you know he hasn't burnt your CDs just yet I hope not yeah <laughs> so you got a side project strange futures how did that come about and how and and what 
what do you think is the what what what's the different character when you're when you're doing strange when you're making strange futures music? What what do you think is the distinction between new haunts and strange music, other than the fact that it's a duo? Mm. Um, well, okay, so um it started so so the other half of Strange Futures is my partner, Alistair mm-hmm. Power, and he and we live together. And I mean, so I've been doing new haunts on my own since I think 2017. And I kind of always been like, since I did that, I was like, oh, I've never been in a band again. It's, you know, it's been great to be solo. And um, uh, and there's that whole thing of not having to kind of, uh, I suppose, accommodate anyone else or them having to accommodate you. It's just like, you can do what you want, which is, you know, you don't, you can't have rows when you're a solo artist, can yeah, you? Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> you don't have to compromise at all, which is very nice. But I will say it can be a little bit lonely at times. And I think... Uh, and there's also a lot left. I would not say that New Haunts is fun as such. Like, I, I don't have fun doing it. I, I get an awful lot out of it and it's um, really, really important to me. And I, you know, I don't intend to ever stop it, but it's not. I wouldn't say, <laughs> you know, I'm not like, woo, going to go and do practice on my own. But mm. I think um, it's more, yeah, a kind of cathartic thing for me. And I'm really, I enjoy that really kind of it's all my creative process I really love that however there is a sense of of kind of there is something else kind of that you don't get from being a solo artist which is that kind of sense of kind of camaraderie I suppose and and bouncing ideas off each other and all that Mm. kind of thing and um and yeah and I mean obviously we're in lockdown (laughs) and so I, I just I didn't see anyone else for months um and uh yeah and we kind of I think we kind of just thought well because I'd kind of said for ages I kept thinking oh like you know we both love the same kind of music we get on very well we you know um (laughs) and 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 in some ways it sounds like a great idea in some ways you know you think I think I had this kind of almost thing where I was like you know you shouldn't be in a band with someone that you're you know in a relationship with um because it can't I don't know I kind of thought all the the, like I guess yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) and actually I think um you know actually it depends on the band and it depends on the relationship and it depends you know all that kind of stuff um it's not so straightforward that you know you should never do it I mean obviously there's lots of bands where it does work and I think um yeah and and also just that we yeah we were stuck in the house for such a long time and I'd done my I was I think I was still right no I'd so I'd written Still Dark Sky. Yes, I'd finished writing it. I'd um, I'd released Fight Flight, and um, and I was kind of quite, I suppose, a bit new haunts out in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh god, <laughs> like I've done all this stuff on my own months, months. So yeah, so we kind of um, we we so we'd give it a go, writing some music and just see what happened. And I think we were quite surprised at how uh, well we worked together because I I didn't know. I thought I haven't written music with someone for ages, and I've never written electronic music with anyone. Uh, and also I thought would I feel really awkward being in you know writing music with someone else but actually I think we got over any awkwardness and it was yeah no it was great uh, definitely one of the best things that I've done in lockdown and and something I actually really miss when you know I think the, we're no longer in the pandemic is having all that time to just be like right let's spend you know the whole weekend just making music <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh yeah so so it, so I suppose the difference that I think for me um as far as kind of musically the difference 
is obviously it's, it's still synth music and I'm still singing um, but uh, I think with New Haunts I see it as a bit more I suppose maybe for uh, more of a I do, I do want them to sound different I don't want it to be interchangeable like oh that could be either really yeah. um, but I, I'm sure that happen a bit I think that's natural isn't it but um, with with Strange Features I kind of want it to be almost quite um, very, I, I want it to be very melodic uh, that's my I think we both want it to be very melodic and kind of um, uh, a little bit lighter sounding I suppose whereas I think New Haunts is maybe um, more and, and also New Haunts is more into my more kind of introspective lyrics I suppose whereas I think with uh, with Strange Futures I try to make it a little bit more kind of um, <laughs> not necessarily so so personal I, I guess in that sense um, yeah yeah it must yeah, be very absolutely. yeah it, it must be very welcome to to have an outlet where you're at, you know it's just it's just you know you're, you're doing it for the for the fun of it for the joy of it and the <laughs> you know uh must must be a nice it must be a nice counter to to the arduous yeah. nature of new horns i suppose <laughs> yeah definitely i think the, the they definitely both yeah exactly they both have uh, a function which is very different in my life um but both very Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't want to not do either of them so yeah really happy to be doing both yeah good you you could just said one's mopey one's not yeah I'm sorry yeah (laughs) I'll know next (laughs) um all right um any have you got any kind of future plans or projects coming up have you got anything anything else lined up be it be it new haunts or strange futures or, or or outside of that well um yeah so uh probably nothing outside of that at the moment um uh but new haunts i have um a new video coming out hopefully next week it's actually for an existing song mm-hmm. but um i wanted to do a one or two more videos for still dark sky album so i've kind of um got a new video coming out uh hope hopefully next week oh, nice um and yeah um so and that's I did the whole thing myself which is the first I think first time I've done I filmed everything myself and edited everything myself and I didn't have any well, I kind of just locked myself away in the flat for <laughs> for two days and did that and um yeah so that's been good and um and also strange futures we yeah kind of focusing on writing an album now so we've got two singles out and hopefully sometime next year there'll be an album we do have a fair few songs written so we've just got to kind of yeah carry on with that I guess and um when it's ready it's ready so nice one yeah I yeah. Uh, I, I look forward to hearing it yeah um Thank you. well uh yeah well Alice that's that's me done it I think but uh yeah I, I I really really enjoy chatting and thanks so much for uh giving me your time and uh being the sixth the sixth official heads or six chat <laughs> there you go oh, thank yeah. you oh, thanks so much for having me along it's been really nice and yeah yeah nice to chat to you as well and yeah um maybe I, I don't know if i'll bump into you at gigs um but because you're moving away aren't mm-hmm. you but uh yeah it's, yeah it's been really nice to chat and yeah definitely keep in touch yeah for sure well, hopefully hopefully paths cross again very soon all right all right all Oh my goodness, yeah, you Nice one. That was uh, that was brilliant. Really, really, 
really pleased that Alice uh, agreed to that and really nice chatting chatting to the uh, to the person behind uh, New Haunts yeah I hope you guys enjoyed it too uh, I, I certainly did uh, so yeah uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast that was a sick podcast we got um, seven it pretty much confirmed uh, I'll give you a clue it's a uh, they're from Australia and they're kind of they're a mutoid uh, punk well sort of synth punk thing uh, that's all I'm telling you and I got and I mean I got correspondence with a kind of major major minimal wave minimal synth uh, figure so that's hopefully going to happen and uh, and I might take a little short break across Christmas uh, I hope you don't mind guys yeah what do you want from me um, yeah so I hope everyone's okay and uh, you know if you and uh, I hope you join the podcast that was so this has been the sixth episode of uh, Heads on Six Chats I want to say thank you again to Alice Alice Shoiden from New Haunts for her time as always, I want to thank thank Billiam for the for the theme tune. I want to thank uh, I know I'm an alien for their amazing sound collages and interferences. I hope you're all okay. Um, uh, if you've got anything you want to say to me, yeah, you got you got uh, you know, if you've got something you want to say to me, uh, email uh, Tom at headsonsix.co.uk. Anything you like, and uh, also do follow do follow me on my various social media. I'm I'm on everything, mate. I'm on Twitter. Well, kind of on Twitter. But certainly on Facebook and um, and Instagram, and do me a favour, will you? Just do this. For, just do this one thing for me, will you? Please su- subscribe to the uh, to the podcast and give it a like and tell your friends and tell your great aunt Gladys. That'd be that'd be much appreciated. Right, guys, I'm off. Cheers, everyone. That was that was heads on six chats number six with new haunts. Hope to see you again. Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.